Holy balls, we did it. Everybody lived through the weekend. Congratulations to you and yours. Chapter 181 of Bob's Fishbowl. I am Bob Van Dyne, or as absolutely no one calls me Tijuana Bob. Over there, the extra-dimensional fishbowl, the toughest fish in showbiz, goes by the name of Fish Kembe Matumble, amongst other A.K.A. or dare I say P.K.A. That's your professionally known as. Last night, there's only one place to begin. Only one place to begin. I'm a Game of Thrones junkie. This isn't how it went down last night, so don't worry, I'm not spoiling anything. But for those of you that, that, that were concerned that Daenerys was going to get killed by Tyrion, who was going to get killed by Grey Worm, who was going to get killed by Jon Snow, who was going to get killed by a dragon, who was going to get killed by the Stark sisters, and then somewhere in there, Somehow, someway, Melby of the Spice Girls, she would uh, almost go blind because one of her eyes has herpes. <laughs> what a night of, of Game of Thrones. Am I, I really left just... And I get it's easy to be the critic guy when, when you're not under the pressure cooker of that kind of creative guys. I totally, totally, totally understand that. And I had previously been making fun of the 800,000 or so. Now it's got to be over a million people somehow magically demanding that HBO go back in time and redo the entire final season because this one just didn't cut it. I was on board so far with this final season. But after watching the finale last night, totally honestly, I left. My thirst is unquenched. Yeah. Anyone else? Is anyone else's thirst unquenched? The best I can do is keep my fingers crossed for just a, just a great part three of Chernobyl. Tonight on HBO. That's the that's the best I can do. But Mel B and her sorry, Fish B, we'll get to you in a second. Mel B and her eye. Poor Mel B. They're doing these spice girl rehearsals because not Posh, not Victoria, but the other four-fifths of the Spice Girls are going back out on tour because you know there's casinos and arenas and they need things like the Spice Girls. But Mel B, I didn't realize she had already lost this poor thing. She had already lost vision in one of her eye due to like an eye surgery. I don't know if it was LASIK or what, but due to an eye surgery gone wrong in the 90s and then now she she's I don't know for how long but she's had herpes in her eye and and the herpes almost blinded her last week apparently she's gonna be okay mantis has prayed for Mel B all right now question one sorry sorry Mel B fish B any relation any re is there anything there that would be a hot interview man me Mel B and fish B is it true, it reads question one, is it true? Are we actually going to see Trump's accounting records? Forgive me for not remembering the name of this particular accounting firm, but apparently they are pretty steeped in the Trump personal and uh, organizational businesses there. So much so, Trump so doesn't want this information reaching public scrutiny that Trump sued this place a couple months ago to prevent them from ever turning over his financial records to anyone. Well, today, a federal judge in D.C. said, no way, Jose, which Trump took definite offense to. And 
now this the judge said, yeah, they this 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 accounting firm has to turn this shit over to Congress and has to do so within the next seven days. They are on the clock. That means Trump's legal team has to find another court to take this case on appeal and upon taking it on, on upon appeal, excuse me, there, there are a lot of P's in there. There's a lot of P's. It's like, I feel like the Jolly Green Giant. Uh, but uh, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, the uh, upon appeal also has to put a stay on this case, which means the the prior ruling, the ruling which came from today, which is going to make these records go to Congress in like a week, seven days, meaning that it's uh, uh, that doesn't apply while the appeal process goes on. So we'll see. Exciting. Some somewhere at some point. I don't know if it's happened yet. I've actually intentionally gotten out of the habit of looking at the president's Twitter feed, but at some point, there's going to be an eruption over this. Is Kamala Harris's proposed pay equity policy a good or a bad idea? A good or a bad... Have you heard about this? Because I actually think... It is a brilliant idea. Here we are, 2019, and the wage gap is getting closer all the time. But amigos, we are not there yet. And this would get us there. Good on Kamala for this. Um, basically, the, it, the, these are the bullet points on it, on, on the, uh, the new pay equity policy, as proposed by Senator Harris, presidential candidate on the Democratic side. Uh, disclose what employees are paid. This, I understand this can make the workplace a little, but whatever. What, this is what we have to do. So disclose what employees are paid. And then they have, and then this is on the employer now. This is, it's no longer the woman's job to figure out what every dude in the office is making and making sure their pay is equitable and then going to management, then going to the brass and explaining what you've uncovered in your clandestine research and insisting upon equal pay, at which point you may or may not get equal pay or an unemployment loan. So that's illegal, but this is the way the world works. So they have to prove that men and women are paid equally for equal work. That is, uh, the onus is on the employer there. And then if there are disparities, it's also on the employer to prove that those disparities are not based on gender. However, if the employer cannot prove that, they will be fined for every 1% that exists in pay gap between their male and female employees, or I suppose potentially vice versa, although that's probably rare, uh, the company will pay a 1% per day fine for every percentage difference. And me and the little feminist that lives on my shoulder thinks that idea is pretty damn good. Next up, Fish B. Next up. What does Carrie Ann Inaba's tattoo say? Hold on, hold on. First fish me. Are you, are, are you assuming that the whole world knows who Carrie Ann Inaba is? The, the former backup dancer to Madonna on the Vogue tour? I know her because me and my grandma, who recently turned 93, although I think she's lying of her age by about 10 years, uh, we religiously 
enjoy Dancing with the Stars. And Carrie Ann Inaba is, 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 is was a judge on, dance, on DWTS, as we know it around here in acronym land. And, uh, and, and then she's also, she replaced as, as because, you know, if you're going to lose one Haitian, you got to get another. I'm not where those talk show rules are, but apparently they're out there. She replaced Julie Chen on CBS's The View, which is called The Talk. But Carrie had enough, just like Ariana Grande. Remember she got that, that small tattoo on her hand that it was supposed to say Seven Rings based on her song or album or whatever. And then, and then seven, it ended up her tattoo, because she got it in Japanese, it actually meant like small grill, small grill tattoo. Carrie Anaba's uh, isn't, uh, isn't much better. Uh, she, um, <laughs> what was it here? It was, oh, she thought her tattoo, she thought her tattoo in Japanese said courageous love. She thought it said courageous love, but turns out it said rough sex, which when all things considered is better than herpes in your eye. Yo, it's me, Fish B. What up, Fish B? What up? Why does the garbage can in the garage smell like an ashtray? Fish V, that's not you asking that question. That's you asking that question on behalf of my mother. Why are you, why are you asking questions on, be, on, on, on behalf of my mother? And, and I will give to you, Fish B, the same answer I gave my mom two days ago when this question was posed to me, which was simply, gosh, I don't know, mom. I guess you'll have to ask the garbage can. Did Mayor Pete do the right thing by going on Fox News? He did this town hall yesterday. I, I, again, each Democrat is going to have to make this decision individually. They are all different and running different campaigns. Well, it may not make sense for Elizabeth Warren. Mayor Pete, as he's trying to cut through and consistently find new audience, because the more people learn about Mayor Pete, the more they like Mayor Pete. So for him, it was absolutely the appropriate thing to do. And not only while he was there, he managed to throw jabs at Laura Ingram. He managed to throw jabs at Tucker Carlson. And when this and he sent President Trump off president his twitter thumbs were going crazy because fox news had the audacity to dare let a democratic candidate have a fucking town hall on fox news right but at the end mayor pete gets a standing ovation so yeah i'd say he did the right thing by doing this town hall on fox news the thing Mayor Pete really has to worry about is not where he's going to find Fox voters. Mayor Pete, his big number one concern, where is he going to find black voters? He doesn't show up at all when it comes to African-American women who are absolutely the backbone of the Democratic Party. So unless Mayor Pete can find his way into considerably more African-American support than he's currently getting. These are Mayor Pete's best days. Why has Republican Congressman Justin Amash come out stronger for impeachment than literally every other Democrat? This, this guy, this Justin This is big news. Yeah, Fish B, we got it. 
big news over the weekend. Just, but, but has Justin Amash, has, re, has he really come out more strongly for it than Maxine Waters? I want to say that there are a few Democrats on the Democratic side that are still banging the impeachment drum. Maxine Waters has been banging it for the last year, and she may look clairvoyant by the time this all thing is up. But it is hot. He is... He he. This guy apparently was was voted in on the in, in the Tea Party revolution. Uh, he's a libertarian. Although Kevin McCarthy, House Republican, says that this guy votes with Pelosi more than he votes more than votes with with the Republican side. That that that's hogwash, as as they used to say back in 1979. That's hogwash. This guy votes over 90% of the time. Like his club for growth rate is like 95% or above. There's no way that this guy is some secret liberal masquerading around as a libertarian. But his points were absolutely founded. But this is a guy, he doesn't have, this, this, this isn't the first hole in the Republican dike, says the Dutchman. There are, there are plenty of, this guy, this guy, he's, he's, he's just on an island. We'll see. We'll see what, if, if, if the deluge, if we, if we can stay with the uh, water metaphors, uh, if the deluge continues with, between, between, between this congressman, between the accounting information, Will McGahn ever show up and testify? He was supposed to tomorrow. He's not going to. Will Mueller ever show up and testify? Or, you know, does a war break out and all this seems like yesterday's news? Next question. Yacht rock or frat jazz? I am a... Uh, yacht rock, I've, I've learned is this is a this is a tough question because all these answers are terrible. Uh, yacht rock is like is like Steely Dan and uh, Steely Dan and like uh, and like Steely Dan or like uh, and Steely Dan is like yacht rock, and then and then frat jazz. Long ago, my friend uh, Jennifer, love you, Jennifer, uh, taught me that uh, frat jazz was uh, Jack Johnson and like Dave Matthews Band. I don't I don't have any interest in in those things. But, there, but there's another genre of music I also choose to avoid thanks to uh, Death Metal Pat the Living Legend. And I'm not going to say the band in question we were talking about because it was Avenged Sevenfold. I don't want them to be hurt. But I was asking, ha I was asking Patrick. I'm like, dude, do you like Avenged Sevenfold? And he's like, and he says to me, I don't listen to Monster Energy Rock, which I thought is also, yeah, like that's a genre too. Like the guys with like their like their hat bills flipped up and the monster, yeah. I, as, as soon as Patrick said it, I knew what he was talking about. So so I'm I'm going over. I refuse to choose any of those things. I would I would rather I would rather die of a slow creeping case of herpes in the eye than yacht rock. Frat jazz or monster energy metal? Did I say monster energy rock before? I meant monster energy metal. Oh well, it, it really doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't. It doesn't. Fish B says I'm forgiven. Is Trump really gonna pardon Edward Gallagher? Is Trump really going to pardon Edward Gallagher? See, that's a tough one for me, Fish B, because now again. We have to explain who Edward Gallagher is. 
To many, he is a war criminal. To others, he is a war hero. You decide amongst yourself. But uh, this uh, usually, and I have, I have friends, I have family, that are former family, that, that have been in the military and, and been through these wars and hearing their horror stories and, and, and the fog of war. Believe me, the bleeding heart in me wants to give this person the benefit of the doubt. But it's been described, his actions, uh, premeditated, cold, and calculated. All right. He's accused of stabbing and killing an unarmed detainee in Iraq. Again, stabbing and killing an unarmed detainee in Iraq. He also later, uh, just in case everyone wasn't sure who did it, there's pictures of him posing with the dead man's head. Uh, He's also been charged with uh, shooting a young girl. He's also been charged with shooting an unarmed man. And he also sent texts back to the States bragging about what a badass he was for all these uh, potential war crimes. That's, uh, that's, That's Edward Gallagher. And now Trump, this guy, I don't even think, like, he's still... Uh, in 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 the brig somewhere, I I don't even believe his court date. Like his court martial has come up, but President Trump has already said he's going to pardon this guy, which I think is wrong and completely undermines American credibility on the world stage. It's disgusting and it's wrong. There's no way Edward Gallagher should be pardoned. Will Donald Trump Jr. make a great New York City mayor? Hold on. Oh, this question isn't real, Fish V. Tell me you're kidding. Come Fish V, seriously. Like he's not, he's not seriously running for he's not like Bill de Blasio with his 18% approval rating in New York City, who's not running for president. I the family politic. Will Donald Trump Jr. make a there's no way. There's no way Donald Trump Jr. From, from those that, that, that know the family considerably better than I, j- just anecdotally through former New Jersey governor and also helped out on the campaign, but, but Chris Christie. Chris Christie has known the Trump family for over 20 years. And Chris Christie, I've heard him say on television that the SNL parody of the Trump twins has it wrong. That it's it's not it's 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 Eric Trump that is actually the smart one. Meanwhile, Donald Trump Jr. is not exactly the brains of the operation. All he does is hang out with Kimberly Guilfoyle and she twirls her heel like a Jordan Peele movie and everyone falls into line. Will Donald Trump Jr. make a great New York City mayor? If that is the question, Fishby, the answer is no. Last question, as always, comes from our nine-year-old executive producer. His name's Isaiah, the tiny player, and it reads as follows. Have you ever seen Grandma commit a crime? (laughs) Yeah, fire up the applause for that question. Have I ever seen Grandma commit a crime? Other, other than other than complaining to me because for some reason the the, the, the garbage can in the in, in the garage smelled like an ashtray as, as if I might have had something to do with that when really clearly the culprit odds are 
odds are is 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 the garbage can itself. That's probably why the garbage can smells like an ashtray. I'm just guessing. Uh, this is in my whole life. This is this is the only crime I have I have ever seen my mother commit. Uh, in the city where you live, do you have an old spaghetti factory, the the restaurant? And if you have an old spaghetti factory, have you ever been there? Uh, if you have, you know one of, and we haven't been in years, but we used to go for like, like when we were growing up, like when us kids or something special was going on, birthday, whatever, we would, we would go down there a couple times a year. But we, we would go down there, and one of the best parts of Old Spaghetti Factory is these complimentary loaves of bread. And, and I'm not saying for sure. I, I'm not sure the statute of limitations has run out, so I don't want to incriminate anyone. But I want to say on maybe more than one occasion, I may have seen my mother put a complimentary loaf of old spaghetti, spaghetti factory bread in her purse. Again, I'm not saying I saw it. I don't know about the statute of limitations. I'm just, just throwing that out there for the good of the group. And now... Time for the hottest finale that has every other podcaster scratching their head, and really has every podcast listener scratching their head too. This is a big what the fuck for a whole bunch of people. It's the Paleta Bola de Fuego, the paddle ball of fire, the grandest finale of all the finales. Congratulations, Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost. They're engaged. We'll see if they tie the knot, but I can think of worse people to be engaged to on both accounts. Robert F. Smith, this guy, he was, he was the, 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 the speaker at Morehouse College, this investor, billionaire, philanthropist, and you know what he did? He put a gasoline, put a little gasoline in everyone's buses, or, or put gasoline, yeah, put gasoline on the bus, and decided to wipe out every member of the graduating class, wiped out their entire student debt. They're guessing that averages a hundred grand a student. They're averaging. They're guessing it's going to be like forty million dollars. So way to go, that guy. He's a CNN hero. Travis Scott. Uh, not only is he the boyfriend of one of the genders, uh, donating all his Alabama merchandise sales to Planned Parenthood. I love that. Seems like there's a lot of good people in the news today. Uh, a legend, Steve Croft has officially retired from 60 Minutes. Last night was his last uh, sign-off of the show. And as someone who's loved 60 Minutes forever, Steve Croft was a good one. And uh, lastly, hello to Carly, the brand-new green and yellow Sesame Street Muppet who unfortunately lives in foster care. I mean, if, if an adorable Muppet can't find a home, what, what, what hope do some of these kids have? What, what hope do they have? I'm sorry, Fishby, that's not the point, and I've missed it entirely. This is a fictional... Okay, all right, fine. Uh, Sesame Street is fictional. I get it. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's the show for tonight, everyone. I'm going to go uh, back and uh, watch the second half of uh, Golden State Portland. We'll see what happens. Assuming I don't die, or you die, or somebody important dies. Uh, chapter 1, Little Morbid, little, little Macabre. Chapter 182, tomorrow. Wish us luck. Till then, adios amigos.